This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Third down and seven, pump fake, and wide open is Adams. Hit in stride. That little pump fake froze the defense, and Adams ran right by Harris and Verrett. It obviously feels really good to come out here and get a win. There was a lot of hours put in for the preparation. There was a lot of guys that had to step up and, you know, embrace new roles. And it's always fun to see those guys come out on top. Welcome back. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Players helping uh, as far as the win over the 49ers. And uh, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Mike Clemens is with us. Michael, how you doing? Pretty good. I really enjoyed the weather this weekend. I didn't get around on a motorcycle like you did, but I, it was it was nice to get out and about. And then today... The Packers are just wrapping up a, a walkthrough practice outside. Uh, so some guy's not out there. Jair Alexander's got the concussion, uh, and he looked concussed when he was headed into the locker room against the 49ers the other night. But they got a few guys back today. Uh, Kevin King is out there uh, walking around trying to get things going on that quad injury. Um, and Jamal Williams and Kamal Martin, they were able to work out today. But they've got a number of guys that are still in the COVID list. You know, it was a week ago this morning, A.J. Dillon, the rookie running back, he tests positive. And then mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, his, his buddy, uh, he's a, his co-worker in the running back room, he has to sit out for five days because he's in close contact. Chris Barnes is the linebacker. He tests positive. And then his roommate uh, and friend since high school, Jordan Love, the rookie quarterback, uh, Jordan has to go on the, you know, uh, too close to, for contact to somebody that tests positive list. Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for the Browns, he's on the, was in contact with somebody tested positive list. So that really, you know, throws a real monkey wrench into the, to the Browns. And so Matt LaFleur, we talked to him over the weekend about what was it like, you know, being in Santa Clara against the 49ers on the road and getting a positive COVID reading while you're on the road in Santa Clara versus the 49ers. I was definitely a little surprised by it, but I shouldn't be. I, I, I don't think any of us should be surprised by anything in, in this year. It's been a crazy year for everybody. A lot of adversity and just unforeseen circumstances that you have to navigate through and really confident with like our protocols, the the job that Doug Collins and, and Flea Angle have, have done, setting us up, making sure that we contain this thing as, as best we can. I mean, we are in a pandemic. I, I think our guys have been pretty diligent in their approach with it and have done everything in their power, but it is what it is. It's This thing's pretty tough to control. 
It, which I agree with. It's, it just seems to pop up randomly, and everybody tries to do as much as they can to prevent it. But it's certainly a, a different, uh, you know, um, I, I guess, time in which we live, Mike, where you're just kind of looking around and waiting for the next guy to end up with it. Spreads fast. We know about the Badgers organization with a head coach, 27 players and coaches. You know, their season in jeopardy, you know, if they can't play Michigan for the next game. And Mike McCarthy, the former coach, his agent is Mike McCartney. And McCartney, the agent, had suggested during training camp, hey, you know, we all know this about the NFL. If you lose the starting quarterback, you're, you're in a boatload of trouble. And, and if you don't have a decent backup ready to go. And so what if COVID wipes out the, the quarterback room? You know, the starter, the backup, maybe the third-string guy. And so this guy had suggested these teams should be allowed to add one more player, uh, like a Josh McCown or somebody, a veteran, that could attend all the meetings um, online but stay out of the room physically but maybe be mentally ready to go. And so the league sort of kicked it around, but teams have talked about, boy, you know, if you got Jordan Love that's in contact and maybe he's a carrier – and they're testing him for the next five days and everything, you know, that could take out Tim Boyle. Hell, that could take out Aaron Rodgers if he's in the same quarterback room with him. And so Matt LaFleur was asked, with Love added to the COVID list because of Chris Barnes, his buddy, do you think that Zoom meetings for maybe the backup Tim Boyle is a good idea? I think, yeah, in particular the quarterback room, but I think really everybody, because if you get decimated, just like we, we almost felt it this week, we were lucky to have Aaron Jones be able to come back. And then, again, the versatility of, of Tyler Irvin being able to step in and, and do multiple positions. We just can't afford to lose a room. I mean, you saw it with basically San Francisco with what they went through with that receiver room, and um, that's something that – we got to make sure that we avoid to the best of our ability. So spacing out is going to be a priority. Masking up is going to be a priority. It has been a priority, both of those things. I feel like we've done a really good job with, but just making sure we're mindful of where we're putting people in, in uh, every room, maybe do a few more things virtually. Which, you know, Mike, is not a bad idea. I mean, look, you, you've, you had mentioned it. If you your quarterback room gets decimated by COVID and – you're in all kinds of trouble. I mean, I, I look, I, like he said, though, it's not just your quarterback room. It could be your line. It can be your running backs. I mean, it, it's quarterbacks are the most important piece, I agree. But, man, it's, it's, it's tough to manage the fear versus getting the job done, you know? Yeah, it does. Um, with each day, every team, every guy that's in charge of this, these COVID procedures at the league hand downs and things that the league is discovering as well, they're all getting better at it. I mean, they really are, even though we seem to have a, another pop-up or a wave of cases around the league. Um, just know that, you know, everybody, this is, who knows how long this is going to be going on in the country and in the world, but I do know, I just have a sense that the teams are getting better at adapting to it, trying to keep players safer. Uh, they're talking about how they have to deal with their families and do this. Did you, did you hear the Matt Stafford story? Okay, so Matthew Stafford, the Lions quarterback, gets told he's in contact with one of his teammates that tests positive. So now mm-hmm. he's got to leave his wife and children and go stay in a hotel for the rest of the week um, so he's not worried about mixing it up with them, and hopefully he can get cleared by Sunday morning. On Friday night, his wife calls him in a panic and says, our baby, our two-year-old, fell over in the high chair, 
and hurt her head. I got to race for the hospital. I've called three or four of her friends to watch the other kids. No one wants to come over here because of your COVID story. Oh, geez. So uh, you I know, heard you, part of that. I didn't know the details. Oh my can God! Can you come home, please? And so Matt Matthew Stafford leaves the hotel. He calls Matt Patricia and says, "I got to go home. It's a family emergency. You better look at a backup situation for quarterback. I got to go to my house." And he gets a mile from the house, and his wife calls him back and says, never mind, I just found a, a neighbor. She'll come over. She'll watch the kids. i got to take the baby to the hospital for observation. That's how close it came, and he was still able to go back to his hotel, quarantine, get cleared yesterday morning, and play in yesterday's game. I mean, that's what these wow. players are going through with this stuff. Now, yeah. offensive line for the Green Bay Packers. Um, you got Rick Wagner, who had a shoulder injury. Now he had a, a knee injury. You got Bakhtiari out with his chest injury. And they had kicked out Billy Turner out to left tackle. Well, Wagner goes down at right tackle. And I thought that was an interesting move that they made the other night when they put Billy Turner out at right tackle and they moved the guard, uh, Elton Jenkins, the second-year man, out to left tackle. And he held the hell down the fort against that second-string, you know, depleted 49ers defense. They brought in John Runyon to play left guard. And Lucas Patrick, though, holding down the fort at right guard ever since Lane Taylor went down with that ACL on the turf against the Vikings. And, you know, he's, here's the guy who three years ago almost thought he was going to get cut. Um, and Aaron Rodgers came to him and told him, look, here's what you've got to do. Here's what you've got to focus on. I still think you can make this team. And he has. And now here he is, a starting right guard coming from that kind of a background and also a hell of a good backup center or Corey Lindsley as well. And so Matt LaFleur was asked about how far he thinks or the organization thinks Lucas Patrick has come at that right guard position. Yeah, I think Lucas has done an outstanding job. One thing that you know you're going to get from him on every play is 100% effort. He's a scrappy guy, man. He fights He fights to, to the echo of the whistle. And I think that's what you love about him. And he's becoming more and more consistent. He's very reliable. You know, Goody and I were talking about just that the other day in terms of when he came in here and to where he is now, it's, it's, it's a big time credit to him. It is. I mean, he's played admirably. I mean, him, Elkin Jenkins, I mean, hell, the, 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 the offensive line has – Corey Lindsley's having a solid season as well. The offensive line has been performing – that's something we don't talk nearly enough about. No, and, and it's because Aaron Rodgers is getting the protection. He is keeping clean. Even against a tough game against the Buccaneers – they still did, you know, a decent enough job, um, uh, you know, of holding off the, the dogs there. Now, the thing I loved about that 49ers game is how many backups to backups got some playing time. You know, like this Henry Black kid who they brought up a couple weeks yep. ago had a couple of plays. You know, you could see the depth back there. And also, let's just let's draw plays in the sand. And Aaron Rodgers had said, you know, was asked after the game, okay, so Marquez Valdez-Scanling, he drops that ball on third down the flats. And yet you come back to him later in the game for two touchdown passes, including that beautiful 52-yard bomb, that post down the middle of the field, and that's what you think you got 83 out there for, to use his speed, use his height, and to pull in a ball in like that. So uh, LaFleur was asked, hey, Roger said you guys just sort of made up that play. Is that true? Yeah, that that was a, a design play. Now it it just depends on how their the coverage kind of – dictates where Aaron would go with the football. 
and you know they were trying to disguise a single safety look and on the snap of the ball that they went to too high and mvs ran a, a great route we had awesome protection up, up front to allow aaron to let that play to develop and then he connected on the throw so it was just kind of a, a perfect storm but certainly it was great to see marquez rebound from you know a disappointing drop on that third down certainly you never want them but in particular when you get them in those critical situations on a third down to extend a drive um, but it's always awesome to see guys you know bounce back from that and that's exactly what happened they had a couple of injuries. You mentioned Jair Alexander with a concussion, but then they had uh, a couple of other guys that went down. Chris Barnes went down with injury. Dexter Williams went down with injury. They, they had uh, they they they're nursing their own issues right now. Mike, thank God at least they got a couple of extra days to try to get their arms around some things. Exactly. Yeah, a couple of two of their backup safeties went down, and then this was the thing going into the Forty ers game. Aaron Jones tweaks his calf muscle the week before in Thursday's practice. Okay, he's out. Your rookie AJ Dillon gets COVID. And then he, you know, he puts Jamal Williams in jeopardy with contact. Suddenly, your three starting running backs are gone, and all you got left is Dexter Williams, a six-round pick from last year, who has not done well. They tried to get him in a couple weeks ago when Jones was out in the Texans game, and put him in special teams. He ends up missing whiffing on that guy that came up right at the middle and blocked that J.K. Scott punt. So Dexter Williams was active and going to run that ball. Um, after Aaron Jones, a lot of us thought that maybe Dexter would get to start and they would use Aaron as the backup. But the more and more I know about Matt LaFleur, if a guy's healthy, we're going to score as many points as we can and then rest him. And that's what they did. But you saw Aaron Jones getting banged around in the third quarter, and it's like, well, where's Dexter Williams? And we found out that he had a knee injury. And so I asked, I asked LaFleur, when, when did Dexter Williams hurt his knee, and what was the, plan, was the plan to have him take over for Aaron Jones, say, in the second half? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, especially when we got into the fourth quarter, did not want to put Aaron Jones coming off what he's had. And then Tyler Irvin, both those guys are are so important to us moving forward. It was going to be a good opportunity to see Dexter in there. And instead, uh, you know, I think that happened right before halftime, sometime in the second quarter. And so you got to see John Lovett make his debut at halftime, which, uh, you know, it's I told the guys there was, there was definitely some disagreement of whether or not to put him back there, but I said, hey, listen, um, he's going to have to learn on the fly. So he was on the sidelines taking handoffs, but I think that's going to be part of something that we do moving forward in practice. Like Pop so Warner, Bill. Yeah. You know, hey, no, come I, on, kid, kid, take a right? couple of snaps. Yep, and see who can do what. Uh, yeah. It's the old. It's the old. Hey, you got an arm out there. I saw you throwing practice. Come here. I'll throw you right there into the game. <laughs> Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got Mike Clemens on the line with us. Hang in there. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there, New Mail Medical. And if you're uh, looking for more energy, if you're looking for weight loss, if you're looking for better, better health in general, maybe better, uh, you know, things going on in the bedroom, they can help you out. One phone number gets you to any of the locations: four one four four five five four four five one four one four four five five. Four four five one. Look better, feel better, be better. Jumpstart the all new you, and you can do it just like I've done it through the all in one weight loss program and such. Through our friends over at New Mel Medical Center. Four one four four five five four four five one. Again, four one four four five five four four five one. Back with more of Mike Clemens coming up right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
Here's the snap. Here's the throw to Fuller. And he's got it at the 50. Fuller on the run. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Will Fuller. 77-yard TD pass to Will. Welcome back. Nope. He's not playing for the Packers. The Texans wide receiver, Will Fuller, 77-yard touchdown pass as they uh, beat the Jaguars. Boy, that would have been uh, nice to have. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring, polyurea coatings in different colors, different finishes, whether you're a homeowner, say, wanting to do your garage or a rec room, or you're a business owner wanting to do a showroom. How about an industrial? Wanting to do the whole loading dock or something, so that way it just saves the wear and tear on that floor. And by the way, they warranty it for life. For life. Get a hold of our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right by simply going to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our buddy uh, Mike Clements joining us. And Will Fuller, nah, they, they didn't pick him up. And whether or not the Packers should or shouldn't be getting somebody is uh, the debate that's ongoing at this point in time, Mike. No, but you're watching Will Fuller line up there on the right side, just outside the slot for the Texans, and use that speed and score score a 77-yard touch. And I'll say, well, that would have been nice. But the Packers' left tackle, David Bakhtiari, was on our flagship station in Milwaukee on Friday afternoon, and he was asked on the big show, did part of him want to see the Packers make a deal before the trade deadline and bring in a guy for offense like the Texans wide receiver Will Fuller last week? I think you, you look at our team, you look at our team throughout from top to bottom on the roster, and, you know, this is a Super Bowl contending football team. Okay, yeah, bringing in more talent, sure, that can increase your chances, but at the end of the day, it's about production and it's about doing what you can. And, you know, yeah, I would like to build an all-star team. What do we, comp- you know, we have the best wide receiver in football, we have the best quarterback in football, we got a top three line in football. We have one of the best running backs in football. Look look at the guys that we bought. Like, look at the guys that rush the passer in football. I, I, we look at our secondary. We have a lockdown corner. We got the pieces. Like, I, I don't know what, what more you really want instead of, in, in, unless you want to play fantasy football, but that's just not reality. Uh, he's right. I mean, you know, you, you want to try to ma- balance the future for the, the current. I, I understand it, but I, I keep asking the question, at what point do you say we're in? You know? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, again, this comes more to last week it was Russ Ball's financial forecast that won in the decision, not the let's go for it now kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's, we're going to have less money because of the salary cap, because of the no fans of the stand situation next year, yada, yada, yada. Say hold on to your draft picks. Uh, We should have enough. And there's going to be other – these teams you're playing here in the NFC – there's going to be enough attrition that we should get to where we go. And if you want to talk about picking up another wide receiver, Alan Lazard should be back in a week or so, and then you should be back to full strength. So, um, so you know, now you're into the second half of the season. You you start off the first half six and two. You go six and two again. You're twelve and four, and you're you're going to be in the postseason. Uh, you played the Vikings, and there was a huge letdown. This is a team that was down, and you could have put your you know, your foot on their throat, but instead you let him get back up and beat you at home, and it was Delvin Cook. And yesterday, Delvin Cook carved up the Lions for 206 yards, and uh, now the Vikings are back up to 3-5. and five. Do the Vikings have enough 
to get back and be a factor. Well, you know, in the NFC, anything can happen when it gets to be, you know, a wild card. But the Vikings go and get a 34-20 win over the Lions. So the Lions fall to 3-5. and five. The Lions have played well at times. They hurt on defense. But I thought this was an interesting comment about Mike Zimmer suddenly now at 3-5 and five after beating uh, Detroit at home in Minneapolis yesterday. When you're sitting there at um, 1 and 5, everything is collapsing. You're getting ready to jump off the cliff. You beat Green Bay, and then you start to get a little juice. You beat Detroit, now you start to get a little bit more juice. So Detroit's a good team. They really are. You know, Maybe they weren't their best today, but it, it, was, a, it was a good win. It, well, I like the fact that uh, they did get a good win, but uh, I still look at the rest of the NFC and I think, where is the Packers' place in all of this? You know what I mean, Mike? I, I As much as I want to look at the Buccaneers for what they did to the Packers, then I look at the New Orleans Saints for what they did to the Buccaneers, and I look at Seattle going across the country, and they get beat up and, and get forced into four different turnovers from their MVP candidate, Russell Wilson. I mean, right now the playing field seems to be kind of level. So the NFL puts together their schedule in the spring, Bill, and they say, all right, now let's see, this, uh, this November 8th date, Sunday night football. Oh, here, we'll put Drew Brees and the Saints up against Tom Brady and his new team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we'll do it in Tampa, where they're going to play the Super Bowl. Oh, this will be great ratings on Sunday night at the start of November sweeps, huh? <laughs> and then you look at the scoreboard, and it's 28-zip New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And it's Drew Brees who's beating that Buccaneers defense that gave Aaron Rodgers so much trouble just a couple of weeks ago in the same stadium. And it's Brees just getting the ball out, getting the ball out, left, just fast flash passes left and right before the Buccaneers could do anything to try and either blitz them or try and stop the run, running a screen. Brilliant game plan by Sean Payton. Amazing that the Buccaneers started reeling and why they were so out of it. You got Antonio Brown on the field, and it looked like you know Brady was trying to figure out how to get the timing with that guy after only color practices. Brady ends up throwing three picks. And so his head coach, Bruce Arians, and Brady talked about Tom Brady with a three-interception blowout loss to the Saints. Speaking for tonight, one was a tipped on a screen pass. You hate to have those happen, but the guy made a good play, and then fourth down was kind of threw it up in the air, so... You know, the other one I definitely, uh, you know, was just saw something and kind of predetermined what I thought was going to happen and made a, made a bad play. So I certainly have to play a lot better. When you're down 28, you're not running the ball. The, the pressure's coming. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's still no excuse for interceptions. But, you know, he was getting hit and uh, there were, there were it's, not, it's definitely not on him. I uh, I like the fact that they you know said that there was pressure and Brady and not on, look that's fine they get beat it kind of equalizes things but I'll tell you this Mike the one thing that I keep looking at when people were saying that they were believing that the Bears were a real deal they've lost now two they've only won two out of their last six they're two and four and and Matt Nagy I I still can't figure out why the hell he's still the play caller down there in Chicago yeah well so actually they've lost three in a row now the Bears and you haven't played them yet. You've got to play these Bears twice. And, you know, good defense. They shut down Derrick Henry and the Titans yesterday. But the Titans found other ways to, to – I mean, A.J. Brown, the receiver, had 101 receiving yards in the touchdown. And so they beat the Bears 24-17 in Nashville. Bears offensive line mess, just messed up. It's Charles Leno. And one of their guys had COVID. The other three have been injured. They're trying to – figure out who's going to be the center and build an offensive line around that. And they're doing it in the, in the middle of the season. So you've got to give them that. 
But the bottom line, is, uh, Bill, it, it, to your point, is this offense. And to me, I mean, it sounds like Nick Foles and Matt Nagy, who've now lost three games in a row, are still not on the same page. Right now, we're in a situation where we're figuring out who we are and who we want to be. And it, it, can, it, it can be difficult, but I'll tell you this, like the guys in the locker room after the game, their mindsets are about the team, about each other, about continuing to work for one another. We had a couple of those drives where it wasn't so much the penalties on the front end. It was more of the three and outs. You know, we just we weren't getting first downs. You know, you get to a point there at the end of the half where uh, you get a couple completions and then you're just going backwards instead of going forward, you know, and when you have that and then the rest of the game, there's just some some stuff that went on. Uh, that it just makes it hard. And we're not in a position right now offensively to make things hard. That's just a simple fact. We need to do everything we can to stay ahead of the sticks. When you pick and choose to take a shot, you got to protect so that you can hit that shot. You know what I'm saying? How are they still searching for their identity? They've been searching since Matt Nagy got there. What a steaming pant load. It, it, that's, just a, that's just another fluffy way of saying we don't know what the hell we're doing. See, the thing about it is, I mean, it's Ryan Pace is probably in trouble because of the Mitchell Trubisky thing. And I just my read on it, when it comes to the McCaskies, I think George McCaskey's still going to hang on to Nagy next year, basically because of what COVID has done to the finances of these teams and everything. I don't know if you want to pay for a second coach and everything. But I find it that they make the move for Nick Foles. Okay, he's in with them all summer long, and they still, you know, it goes back at Foles. Foles is a good guy. Doug Peterson was a good coach and coached them all the way to a Super Bowl halfway mm-hmm. through. But I just, it seems like Nagy still wants to run his offense all a certain way, and he's not designing one for Nick Foles. Correct. Yeah. So, so next up then is just to talk about these upcoming which, games. Which doesn't say a lot about his play-calling ability and about his ability as a head coach. Well, to adjust, yeah. So coming up, um, you got the Jaguars this week. After that, you go to Indy to the Colts. Now that game has been bumped up to a 325 start down in Indy. Got to play those Bears twice. Got to play a scrappy Eagles team that's still not quite 500. Uh, But, you know, these are the eight games left that you got to play. So this weekend, it's the Jaguars. And, you know, I just think that Doug Marone, I've said this before, I think the guy's a buffoon. I'm surprised he wasn't fired a year ago. It's a good ownership down there. They try to be supportive. And when you look at Doug Marone, their head coach, I mean, he's given up Mercedes Lewis. Uh, um, he's, he's given up um, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, your offensive coordinator. Um, you know, even the, the wide receiver that you've got in Green Bay now. So you, you talk to uh, these guys after they, they, had it, they couldn't convert a two-point play. And Gardner Mishu, their quarterback, turns out he's got several fractures on his right thumb. So they had to start this rookie, Jake Luton, who actually looked pretty good in the game. And they talked about this uh, after their loss yesterday to the Texans. I felt really comfortable. I felt confident. Uh, you know, we talked on the sideline before we came out and, and uh, just told them, like, hey, just do your job. If, if all 11 of us just do our part on every play, you know, we don't have to press. We don't have to go super fast. We did. I thought the guys did really well. Uh, Gardner right now is not throwing. So I, I, there's no decision really to make right now. So I'm not I'm – not, you know, I, I'm not really looking at the future because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's going to take me a while to get over this one. I'm kind of pissed. All right. Well, there you have it. <laughs> it's just, uh... Packers, Jaguars, new in Lambeau Field. 
There you go. Looking forward to it. And by the way, for those who's tuning in, the game against the Indianapolis Colts the week later has been flexed, or a couple of weeks later has been flexed, so there you have it. Mike, good stuff. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Big Unit. See, pal, then there you go. That uh, is Mike Clements joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers. If you're looking for a job, looking for a new job, looking for a new team to go to, give them a call, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.